Victim Abuse Survivors Project provides support to adults who have been through childhood sexual abuse and gives them the tools they need to overcome the debilitating effects that their experiences have had on them. I'm speaking today with CASP's young person support worker, Neve Govers, to discuss her role in the organisation and what assistance CASP offers the survivors in our community. My name is Michael McLaren and this is Down the Lane With. Hi Neve, and thank you for coming along today. No worries, thanks very much for having me. Could I begin by asking you to explain what it is that CASP does? So we are Kingdom Abuse Survivors Project, so we work five wide with adult survivors of childhood sexual abuse. We offer lots of different services, but the core of what we do is we offer counselling support to people one-on-one, and that's long-term work, short-term work. It can go on for as long as that person needs us. So we've we've kind of often had people come and go where they've they've come to us for a period of time and then they've maybe stepped away and they've never come back and we've had people who come back to the service again we also offer training to other organizations around working with trauma working with childhood sexual abuse we've got a volunteer service as well so we have volunteers who come and work with us and they are volunteer counselors so if we could go through the ways CASP goes about delivering its service beginning with counseling and support Your website describes these as two separate services. Could you explain which each one provides and what the difference is? Like the website says, we offer counselling and support. The counselling is exactly what it says on the tin. That's counselling. That's when we work with somebody, with a client one-on-one. And that's for however long that period of work goes on for. That can be six weeks up to six years if it needed to be. We're all very heavily trained in working with trauma and working with childhood sexual abuse. And we continue to train and keep on top of anything new that's that's coming in but that's what the the counseling is we we sit with somebody and we help them just even just to sit with their story to go into what happened to them or or to just talk about how they are that's what we do with their with the counseling work the support work the support work is delivered I guess kind of differently to that I mean that it's not it's it's not within the confines of a counseling structure the support could be that could be a 20-minute phone call on a Monday evening if somebody just calls up needing a little bit of support then and there. We oftentimes have vouchers for different supermarkets that we can give people who are struggling or we can get bigger things like ovens and fridge freezers, things that are you know really, really helpful to people. Like Basically at CASP, if we can do it, we'll do it. If, if somebody needs support and it's within the confines of what we can offer, then that's what we do. We, we support. We just support people. I think if I remember right, what I read on your website was that counselling is taking care of what is going on inside of the person and support is more about helping them in their practical everyday lives. You're exactly right. The counselling is we're working with the pain, we're working with the trauma, we're working with where it hurts and and how can we help to make that not hurt as as bad or... How can we how can we work to to remove that pain or change it so that that person's life is then a little bit easier, a little bit easier to get up in the mornings, a little bit easier to to do stuff with the family, a little bit easier to get to work, you know, just an all round helping that that person going from surviving to thriving. The support is like you said, 
it's the practical stuff it can also be the emotional other support that we work is like anxiety workshops where where we'll offer support to people who don't necessarily want counseling from us but they could do with some some work around working with anxiety we offer groups for that some other practical support could be like mindfulness stuff or it can be coping mechanisms like if somebody suffers from panic attacks or you know triggers and flashbacks which is really common with childhood sexual abuse we we have received training ourselves as a team on different coping strategies different coping mechanisms and we pass them on to clients who we feel could really need it so again when i was reading through your site i came across the term body memories which i hadn't heard before could you tell me what this term means your body can remember stuff without you being consciously aware that your body remembers, which can be quite scary because it can be it can be a response to a touch or it can be a response to a smell that can be really triggering. And it's only in that moment when it happens, then you're suddenly plunged into a pool of what on earth has just happened to me? What is this? And then it it can be really quite panicked and quite a scary response to that. Your body's telling you there's danger. That's what's happened. There's an alarm system going off. Your, your body's telling you there's danger, but you don't know what services to call. That's kind of how I, I sometimes describe it to my clients is there's all these alarm systems going off, but you don't know whether to call the police, the ambulance, the fire brigade, because you don't know what, what the alarm is telling you, but it's, it's screaming. It's screaming at you, which, as you can imagine, is terrifying. CASP is a specific service dedicated to young people aged between 16 and 25. Why did you create this group and why do you think people in this group make up such a large number of your clients? I was brought on to create the Young Person Service. So it was before I I had gotten there, the rest of the team were noticing that there was a high number of young people referring themselves or being referred via other services into CASP. And what we can quite often find with young people is it the support they need is immediate. It can be really high levels of anxiety can be present. So for that young person, the support is really urgent. And because we're inundated, we've got a waiting list. What they were saying was that the young people were dropping off. We weren't getting to them in time. So that's not what we wanted. We wanted to have a service that we could respond in the moment to the young person's need and so that they don't get lost they don't then forget or they don't change their minds we want to be able to catch them immediately and say okay we're here and we can help when it comes to the 16 to 25 year olds I think there's lots of stuff going on for them not just the trauma that they've experienced there's so many different pressures at in that age group you know school pressures relationship pressures figuring out who you are and I think maybe that's that's part of partly the biggest is trying to establish yourself in the world and how do you do that when you've got when you've got this huge bag of pain that you're carrying around with you how do you how do you have enough energy to to carry that and to get up every day and also to create a little space for yourself in the world and do things like start relationships start families or go to college or just finish school and as well things that they will see on social media other celebrities maybe sharing stories of things that have happened to them that will it will trigger a response of oh if they're doing it maybe I can do it too it can be really encouraging to see people in social media and popular soaps on tv what we've noticed over the years is that when a popular soap on tv runs a story that includes childhood sexual abuse our phone line is off the hook 
constant phone calls coming in because people are again people are triggered by that and it's a oh maybe I can do something with that thing that happened to me that thing that's been just been kind of the elephant sitting in the corner of the room all these years so am I right in thinking that your group, the Young Person Support Group, has a peer support element? So the peer support group has kind of been a long time coming. COVID got a little bit in the way for us for a wee while, but I've been working over the last while to develop an eight-week schedule for a group. So that's covering a beginning and an end, and then there's five sessions in between with a week free where I get the group to kind of throw stuff out that they would like to cover themselves. But we cover a range of different topics, talking about working with anger, resilience, building resilience, what resilience means, working with boundaries, creating boundaries, what boundaries mean, how to create boundaries within relationships so that your relationships are healthy relationships. We look at all these different topics and within it we pick apart what it maybe means to us, to the group, we all work together and then we look at some different coping strategies if that's what's needed within that topic and we will do some different exercises that gets people to kind of sit by themselves or within a smaller group within the group and think about themselves think about their strengths think about times where they have difficulties with putting in a boundary with a particular person and we look at why that might be happening and how that could change so could we talk a bit about your volunteer befriending service and what this does Sure, absolutely. So Liz, who who is the latest member of the team, is heading up the befriending service. So what that is, is at CASP we will have volunteers who will be befrienders and they will be trained in trauma-informed treatment. So they will be, be able to respond to trauma, not in the same way as a counsellor will do, but but on a befriending level, they will be able to respond to to trauma and they offer a friendship. They offer a relationship to somebody who could really use one. So that could be anything from going for a coffee, going to get your weekly shopping done, maybe nipping to the cinema. Just having somebody who's going to be by your side to help you become maybe more of a part of your own community. See what's out there, even just even just on your, your street. It's somebody who's just going to offer kindness and compassion and laughter and and just be a friend for however long that's needed. So another of your specific services targets domestic abuse. Could you define what you would call domestic abuse? Domestic abuse is any kind of abuse, violence, physical, emotional, psychological that's happening within an intimate relationship. So as you say, domestic abuse isn't limited to actual physical abuse, which people may traditionally associate with the term. It can be about psychological control. Could you give me some examples of how someone may be in an abusive relationship and perhaps not even realise it? Yeah, absolutely. I think, like you said, Michael, you're absolutely right. Domestic abuse isn't always physical. It's not always violent. It can be it can be manipulation. It can be something as simple as slowly pulling you away from family members or your friends or wanting to spend all their time with you and not wanting to share you and whilst that can be seen in your eyes as isn't that so lovely this person wants to only be with me that is a form of manipulation that is a form of pulling you away from your support system so that eventually you'll feel very isolated you will feel like you've only got this person the person that you're in this relationship with 
And then it can escalate. It can become things like hiding your car keys. So you, you don't have access to your car. It can be taking your purse, having your wages put into their bank account or wanting you to open a joint account and only allowing you a certain amount of money every week or every month. It can be things like hiding your shoes. On their own, you you maybe wouldn't bat an eyelid at, but actually when you when you look at it all together and when you see it happening, and quite often what happens for people who have escaped abusive relationships is that they look back and things that were happening at the start didn't trigger anything. And they look back, they think, my gosh, it's so clear now. I can see exactly the steps that person took to get me under their control, to have me to themselves and and terrified. And finally today, how are people referred to CASP? You can either self-refer or, or somebody else can refer you on. But if somebody else is referred on, we'll always ask if the person who's being referred is aware that they're being referred. And then we will make contact and speak with you directly. Well, thank you very much for coming along today, Neve, And best of luck for the future. Thanks very much for having me, Michael. And, and yeah, this has been fantastic to get the, the word out there about CASP. is great. If you would like to know more about CASP, the website and Facebook links are on the Linton Lane site. Down the Lane With was presented by Michael McLaren. It was created by Marion McPherson and Michael McLaren and was a Jacket Pocket Media production for the Linton Lane Centre. <laughs>